I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The World Cricket Show is proudly supported by Newbury Cricket, quality bat makers since 1919. In an 1819 poem, what season of the year does Keats describe as a season of mists and mellow fruitfulness? The World Cricket Show? Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I squeaked through in a vote of no confidence in order to continue on as your host and tabling another motion as we speak. It's Tony Kerr. Morning. How's it going, Tony? Yeah, good, thanks. Morning is right, actually. It's uh, it's Sunday morning. It's actually quite early on Sunday morning. It's 8.59. Not sure we've ever recorded on a Sunday morning before. No. It's quite, this is quite a different atmosphere, isn't it? Add it to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sort of Sunday supplement vibe going on in here, except without the tea or croissants, which actually thinking about it is how you convinced me to do this. <laughs> Where are the croissants, Kerr? Well, yeah, we've got some uh, leftover Thornton Continental chocolates from uh, Christmas. That'll do. That's absolutely the worst thing. Yeah. Absolutely the last thing I want. Yeah, fancy a little truffle? <laughs> no, thanks. Don't blame me. Mm. No, it is. It's a, it's a grey day here in Guernsey. Grey, grim, cold. I had to commute here as well. Didn't see a single other person on the way down. No, not a pedestrian, not a car. Everyone's in bed tone at this time on Sunday morning. It sort of lifts the lid on how you view the podcast, that you commute to it. <laughs> You should be sort of you, uh, dancing down the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's normally how I come here. It's like the electric light parade at Disney World, the way I strut down the street to get here. But um, <laughs> one of the Bee Gees strutting down <laughs> yeah. here. But, but, uh, but uh, not today. No, I'm, uh, I'm recording this under duress. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'll describe it. Also, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a slightly different... I was going to say a different studio. That's probably exaggerating it a bit. <laughs> studio two here at my flat. We're in a different room of your flat. We're in yeah. the kitchen. Well, kitchen, kitchen, come dining room, come living room. It's one yeah. big room. It's more of a yeah. It's more of an early morning vibe, isn't it? In here, so mm. yeah, it should do the job. Well, it just really increases the scrutiny on why there aren't croissants. Well, I've got some nice we're in the uh, right room for it. It's nice Burford brown eggs and sourdough to have it, uh, when you've gone. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, we've been liberated from your large walk-in closet where we've been recording up till now. Thought we'd record in the kitchen, come living room, come dining room. Uh, and we've got a lot of cricket to talk about in here. We are here today to talk about England's test series in the Caribbean, which is right up in our grill piece now. First test kicks off in Barbados on Wednesday, Wednesday 23rd of January, with two more tests to follow in Antigua and St. Lucia. So England coming into the tour off the back of a, a very impressive 3-0 whitewash, as I'm sure you remember, in Sri Lanka. West Indies with somewhat less impressive recent form, and obviously we're going to get into both teams in some depth. Uh, but on the face of it, at least, I, I imagine 
most people have have got England down as as favourites, perhaps big favourites. Uh, but it is worth noting, Tim, that England don't actually have a very good record in the Caribbean. It's 14 years since they last won there, and that was their first win since the 60s. And then since then, since that win in 2004, uh, they lost in 2009 and drew in 2015. And actually, they've only won one of their last nine tests in the Caribbean. So, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, does it? Because, you know, it's not like those previous results sort of directly affect what's going to happen. There aren't even that many players left from the team in 2015, let alone 2009. So I can't imagine they're going to be going there thinking like, oh, we lost here last time. It's going to be really hard. Um, but I guess it's just interesting that in both 2009 and 2015, England arrived as they are, as they do this time, as big favourites and they and they left without a victory on on either occasion. Um, so I'm going to ask you for a prediction later on, Tone, but... I thought you were going to ask me now. <laughs> that'd be a very quick episode. No, I'm going to ask you for a prediction later on. Here's my opening question, and it's a cracker. How excited are you for this series? Oh, it's a classic. Uh, I mean, yes, very excited. Well, broadly speaking, wouldn't be that excited. Might be excited. Yeah, yeah would be quite excited. But yeah, we're actually going to be on the ground, aren't we, for the uh, third test. Uh, the, 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 what's showing up to be the exciting dead rubber in the series. So uh, yeah, that's, that's piqued my excitement right. somewhat. So the answer to the question is, you're excited about your holiday. Yeah, basically. But no, I mean, no, broadly speaking, yeah, you know, this is a, uh, the final test or tests uh, before the Ashes for England. So that, you know, there's it, still, it's, despite the fact we've said, you know, not all crickets are answering questions going forward. You know, we are still looking for the answers to some questions uh, as England fans. So, you know, that would be interesting. And, you know, it, it is as poorly as England have performed or as well beaten as they've been, you know, down the years in the West Indies, uh, it's still, yeah, it's still a sort of evocative test series, isn't it, for, for England supporters? Oh, it's, an, it's an exciting yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, I think for a lot of reasons, actually. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm well excited about the series, and, and yeah, because, because it's a very evocative place to tour, but also because we should actually be able to watch quite a lot of it. Like, I mean, if, if you live in the UK and you work nine to five, then this is by far the best tour of all the winter tours uh, as a viewer, and actually arguably the best series of any series, including England's home series in the summer, because, you know, it starts at, what, two in the afternoon or something. So you can, when you get in from work at five, you've actually, you can watch four or five hours still. So for that reason, if nothing else, uh, it's a series I'm excited about. Um, but also, as you say, like, there's just something about a Caribbean tour that, that gives me a bit of a buzz. You know, like uh, you know, some, some of my favourite moments as an England fan have been on tours to the Caribbean. One of my earliest creating memories, Tony, is Alex Stewart scoring those twin hundreds in Barbados in 1994. Obviously, the Brian Lara world records. Hoggard's hat-trick in, in Barbados in Harmison, 2004. Sabina Park. Yeah, well, that, that was, that's the big one, really, isn't it? That's, oh, I just haven't beaten you to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've beaten me to the punchline, which is that, that's, I mean, that Harmison 7 for 12, that's probably like top five, top three cricketing moments for me. That, yeah, I know that's a big memory for you as well. Yeah, big time. Uh, I mean, it was one of those developing stories that you imagine there would have been like a little yellow ticker along all other you know broadcasts at that time. You know, just like what's unfolding. Switch over to Sky Sports now uh, to, to witness it. Uh, yeah, yeah. They cut away from from coverage of the Brexit debate in the House of Commons. That was going on in two thousand four, wasn't it? <laughs> Certainly feels like it. Am I right? Extraordinary. And that, and that was the sort of. Yeah, that was the sort of precursor, wasn't it, to, to the 2005 Ashes? Obviously, it was like sort of then realising that, you know, we've got some serious weapons here. Yeah, I mean, it's just an amazing 
just an amazing sight, wasn't it? The, the, the eight slips or whatever it was that England had. That's just a very powerful image. Sunday morning, as I remember. Was it a Sunday morning? It must have been. Well, it wasn't. Well, I, was, I was watching it, so. It wouldn't have been a morning in the UK, though, would it? Because as I just explained, uh, it starts in the wasn't afternoon it? UK time. <laughs> what time, what day of the week was it on? Do you need me to sing the Rebecca Black song again? No, it must have been in the afternoon, our time then, wasn't it? It was definitely oh. light outside, wherever I was. Right. <laughs> We're narrowing it down. <laughs> maybe there was some way to look it up. Though. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, maybe listeners don't want to hear us look it up. Maybe they'd prefer us to just kind of fumble move around yeah. to see if we can uh, work this thing out over the next 20, 25 nah, minutes. It must have been sort of mid-afternoon. Mm. Three o'clock UK. Three o'clock GMT. Yeah, I don't even know if it would have been that late because wasn't it? It was later in the day. It wasn't Caribbean dark. Time. It was light. Look, I, I remember it. Hang on. Just... It would have been slightly later in the year, though. Don't forget, it would have been March, maybe. Yeah. This is fascinating stuff. This is great stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Right here we are. I've looked it up, Tone. Okay, go on. So it was March the fourteenth, two thousand and four, which was a Sunday. And it was the first session, so yeah. it would have been at about two in the afternoon. So my morning, uh, yeah, back then, that was my morning, really, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a student. Yeah, student of cricket. Just getting in from a night out at Nando's, weren't you, that time? <laughs> um, so anyway, yes, uh, I've got a lot of very fond cricketing memories from Caribbean tours, and, and for me, Tone, still, to some extent, cricket is Caribbean cricket. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I've ever quite articulated this properly, but it's it's like the in my mind, that sort of the the heartbeat of cricket is in the Caribbean. And that, that might be partly because, as I say, I think probably my earliest cricketing memory was those Alex Stewart hundreds. It's, it's like where I first kind of learned about cricket was watching England in the Caribbean on that tour. Um, but there's just something, it's, so it's very nostalgic for me, but there's, there's just something about it that it does give me a real sense of excitement, cricket in the Caribbean. And I mean, that's a a concept, I guess, the idea that, you know, the heart of cricket in the Caribbean is, is maybe an, an idea that's sort of come under pressure in recent decades as, you know, the West Indies team has got a lot worse and the pitches have got deader and deader. And, you know, and speaking of the pitches, you know, certainly hope that we don't have a series like the one in 2009, which was just five absolute roads. Uh, but by all accounts, the pitches uh, are going to be better than that. But anyway, yes, I do still get excited about a Caribbean tour in a way that I don't for almost any other tour and that I, I that may sound I may end up sounding uh quite foolish or quite naive by the end of the series and we've had three dull draws or, or three England walkovers both of which are, are very possible but that's how I feel at the moment and I hope you'll allow me that Tony. I'll give you that yeah so thinking about England then as I say it was a, a very impressive win in Sri Lanka pulling off a whitewash away from home uh, is pretty rare for any team anywhere in the world let alone for for England on the subcontinent. I mean, there were caveats and we talked about them at the time, not least that, you know, Sri Lanka probably aren't the team they were and, and England won three tosses. But nonetheless, it was a it was a pretty remarkable result. Um, but they've got one or two selection dilemmas that they need to resolve ahead of this Barbados test. Dilemma, maybe too strong a word, but, but things they've got to figure out. And the, the first, I guess, is the balance of the team and the, well, the makeup of the team. Like how do they fit everyone in so Johnny Bairstow came in and batted at number three in that third test in Sri Lanka scored 100 he seems undroppable then at number three but how do you fit him in and and retain that balance so Tone if you if you woke up tomorrow morning and and you'd body swapped with Ed Smith in some sort of freaky Friday situation 
and that's a movie that's just waiting to be written, I reckon. Um, <laughs> what would you do? Uh, yeah, no, I think I would... Well, let's start at the top. Because I think you've got to start at the top and then you, you sort of shake it down from there, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you, you've got to stick with Jennings and Burns. It, it, is, it is tricky. And it, there's some people think saying that you know, Denley should already be given a chance uh, at the top. What, in place of Jennings? Potentially. You know, on the basis that you know, looking ahead to the summer... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. That I think we're just going to have to sort of. It's a sort of Death Star trench kind of moment with with Jennings and, and Burns going into the ashes. Is just sort of close your eyes and and hope. You know, the last time England did that with uh, Stoneman and Milan, it didn't quite pay off. You know, but that's not to say it won't pay off now. Anyway, so that's not the question you asked me, is it? Uh, I think you've got to stick with those two at the top. Yeah, and I, no, and I think I think Besto Besto plays. But I there is there are question marks over him at three. You know, he's such a, an enforcer, a destroyer. You know, down towards kind of five and six. But you know, it's not to say he can't make a, a good go of it at three. Mm. So I, I think you, I think you've got to give him a go. Okay, so you think stick with Besto, and you think stick with Jennings and Burns as well. I mean, it's what you're saying about Jennings with the Ashes coming up. The fact that like he scored a hundred in Sri Lanka and actually was quite impressive. I mean, got sort of slightly less impressive as the series went on, but scored some runs. Therefore, you think he deserves to keep his place for sure, except that with the Ashes coming up, he's had all sorts of problems against fast bowlers. Australia obviously have got, at least in theory, some very good fast bowlers. So actually, do you sort of, um, uh, is it too sentimental to be like, well, he deserves to keep his place because he scored runs against spinners in Sri Lanka actually is the more kind of pragmatic, practical sensible thing to do to say well yes we needed you on that tour thanks very much but you're not the right guy for the challenges coming up i I think that i think there's a very strong argument for that but but then where do you go if there was someone else who's like well he's going to be much better then maybe yes but i think i think jennings deserves to you know he deserves a chance to see if he can prove himself in, yeah in i think you've got to conditions. i think you've got to hope that that jennings can you know what has been working at those those uh weaknesses and you know there were some of the dismissals uh last summer were just soul destroying to watch <laughs> but you know to to sort of come back and obviously yeah, as you say play well in sri lanka yeah you, you hope he can give it a good go okay so you're sticking with jennings you're sticking with burns you're sticking with bears though but then what does that do to the to the rest of the team, because how, how do you keep that balance that served them so well in Sri Lanka, where they had six bowlers, they actually had three spinners, not that England are going to need three spinners this summer, but even if they want two spinners with another seam bowler coming in, how do you get them all in? Because presumably Root has to play at four, presumably yeah, Stokes and four. Butler are going to be five and six. Does Folks keep his place for you, or are you giving Bearstow back the gloves? Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because if Folks plays... I think Folks has to play, and I think you just... Then you're left with four bowling spots in that yeah, case. Yeah, and I think you go... I think, you know, the, the noise is certainly coming out of the West Indies that there's a sort of juke ball in play and that, that you know, it's going to favour, or maybe more so than in you know, recent tours, it's going to favour the fast bowlers. So, uh, yeah, I think you only really need one spinner. And who's that for you? It's probably Rashid, I think. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's probably number three on my. That's well. List. That's yeah. That's where I put. How him. come Rashid for you? He fit. He would fit the bill for me. I, I, you know, I want him in my team. I guess he offers something a bit different. He's got that kind of X factor, doesn't he? Um, you you want a bit more control, do you? Yeah, I think that's the problem. I mean, he bowled reasonably well in in Sri Lanka, but he still has those moments where Ringman lose control because he's bowling, and and that's all right if he's one of three or 
two spinners, but as the only spinner, I think it's it's quite a big risk. Still. I wonder how much I'll be made to eat my words, but you know, I don't know how much control England are going to need mm. in this series. Yeah, that's potentially true. I, I guess if we're thinking more generally about putting together a balance of the team going forward, but then yeah do we just say do we take the ed smith approach and say well no it's take each series as it comes and it's it's not the case that he if rashid is the one spinner in this series that that therefore means even if he does well that he keeps his place for the ashes but i mean it, it's a really tricky one i think because i think rashid's a risk as a lone spinner but moeen's a risk as a lone spinner as well because he doesn't he has a much less good record when he's the only spinner than he does when he's got someone else in support he doesn't like the seemingly doesn't like the focus of being um england's only option but it'd be hard to it's hard to leave him out after his recent form and anyway you know maybe like leech might be my pick but that sort of seems a risk as well because he's not he's not played as the only spinner in england team and and it seems after what moeen did at the back end of the series against india and in sri lanka to sort of leave him out for leech does seem unfair as well it is tricky i guess these are better problems for yeah, England to have problems. than they've had recently. Um, but yeah, you're keeping folks, are you? That was that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah, I think I think so. I think you have to. Uh, Another man who scored 100 in Sri Lanka. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think maybe if, if there was a, a slightly different situation at the top of the order and that there were, you know, there, were, there was more certainty and, and kind of, uh, you yeah, know, more options, you might on balance, you know, Bairstow is an outstanding batsman and so, yeah, and, and has proved himself with the gloves. So you, you might on balance put him back in there. But I don't know. I, I like folks. I like mm. I like what he showed in the in Sri Lanka. So, yeah, I'd like to see him stick around. Yeah, me too. I think I think if Bairstow's going to bat at three, I don't think you can give him the gloves. So if you if you say, well, let's leave out folks, give Bairstow back the gloves, then he has to bat at seven again and then you're back to square one. Mm. So I, th- I think you keep folks. I think he really improves the team. I know he obviously scored that 100 in Sri Lanka and, and some other really good innings as well. He just looked excellent with the bat. But arguably more importantly, with the gloves, he, he was just superb, wasn't he? He just added an extra few percent with some some brilliant catches, brilliant stumpings. And just the way he kind of lifts the team as well, lifts the fielders. It felt like England's fielding generally was was better than it has been. And I think that is partly because of fake. So yeah, I, I do think he really improves the team. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. I think I would, I'd probably end up going with Moeen as the only spinner, and then Curran, Broad, and Anderson. But there's a lot of possible answers to this question, and it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. Um, actually, say you know, I, I would go Curran, Broad, and Anderson. But I don't know. Do you think Broad is Broad a guaranteed pick anymore? He's he's taken some wickets in the warm up games, including a hat trick in in the first warm up. I mean, I'm not sure. Looking at the uh, Looking at how those warm-up games played out, I don't know how much uh, instruction we can take from them. Uh, but then I guess, you know, it's probably better to take a hat-trick than to not take a hat-trick. But yeah, I mean, obviously Broad missed out in Sri Lanka, at least in the first two games. You know, the two live test matches came back in for the dead rubber. And that was the first time he'd been dropped in a long time. I mean, presumably he is going to come back in now. But do you think this could be quite a big series for Broad? Didn't have the, the best year of his career in 2018, obviously getting on a little bit. And for the first time in a very long time, there might actually be some people knocking on the door for his place. Firstly, if England want to play two spinners ever and they want to keep best at three, then one of the seamers will have to miss out. Won't be Anderson, would it be Curran? Um, but even if you solve that problem or you, or you don't play, you, you just play one spinner, you can't get Curran and Wokes in the same team if, if Broad plays. 
and Wokes obviously had a, a good summer last year and scored runs and everything as well. So, you know, there is a bit of pressure on Broad's place now, potentially. Is yeah. It, yeah. Is he still a, a guaranteed pick for you? I'm not sure. No, I don't think he is a guaranteed pick now. Uh, and certainly the Anderson-Broad duo, yeah, it, it's, not the, it's not the certainty it was two, five, eight years ago, have long, whenever they came to sort of came to the four together. But no, I think, I think he has to play, I think he has to start this series. And I think you, you have to look at him at least starting the ashes and, you know, he has to, he has to play that series. I think uh, just based on what he's done to Australia, you know, particularly in England in, in recent tours. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a guaranteed pick, but uh, I think he's still, he's still in the box seat. Mm. But you're right though. There are, there are other names, you know, coming into the four and certainly, uh, yeah, Curran and Wokes are, are great options or, you know, whichever they go with. And uh, yeah, I think Curran looks such a tidy player all round. Uh, There's too much of an asset to leave out at the moment. Yeah, that he's kind of made himself undroppable. That arguably, yeah, that it is now the case that Broad would be more likely to miss out than Curran, which is, which is an interesting development in the last six to 14 months. Another name would be Ollie Stone, I guess. He's now injured and he's going to miss out on this tour. But that would have been interesting. If he had stayed fit for this tour, would have been interesting to see. You know, Potentially, he could have been putting Broad under some pressure because he does offer pace, doesn't he? Which is, is not something that there's a lot of in the England team. And it's something that has been a problem for England, not, not least in Australia last year. So, yeah, it just feels like there's a few kind of names around now in a way that there wasn't, or there weren't, weren't, wasn't. No, it's a shame resident. that we're not going to see Stone yeah, in this series. It would have been nice yeah, to get a look at him. I, yeah, and I you know, keep mentioning the Ashes, but those, those options, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he figures towards the end of that. They've brought Mark Wood back in, haven't they, uh, in place of him. And you know, if he can stay fit, he's also a danger. So, well, he also offers some pace. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, good. it's good that there are a few options around. We've got some options on the table. We're not taking any options off the table. There's probably a Brexit joke in yeah, there somewhere, isn't somewhere. there? It's too early on a Sunday to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leave that to uh, Ma. <laughs> yeah. Build your own Brexit joke out of, uh, out of what we've just said. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, okay, so turning to West Indies, uh, I think it would be easy to write them off. They've had a very tough time of it over the last few months, certainly losing heavily in India, losing heavily in Bangladesh. Actually, in that second and final test in Bangladesh, they lost by an innings. It was Bangladesh's record victory. So yeah, they're, they're, they're not in the greatest of recent form. And of course, this is a, you know, that's a, a longer standing thing. It's not like they've just had a bad few months. They've had a bad couple of decades arguably but but certainly a bad few years they haven't 
uh, won a series against someone other than Zimbabwe or Bangladesh since New Zealand toured the Caribbean in 2012. So it's getting on for seven years since their last kind of notable series win. But as I say, they do have a reasonable record at home against England. And they do also win more test matches now than perhaps they did a few years ago. So it does seem like in, in a lot of these series that they do end up losing, they do at least win one match. Not every time, but relatively often. And not least the uh, the memorable victory against England in Leeds in 2017, which I'm sure you remember the time of the absolutely cracking game. So this side does have some experience, at least, of winning matches. But what do you think, Tony? Are you writing them off? It sounds like you might be writing them off. I don't think they're going to win the series. I'll put it that way. Uh, you want them to be better. Uh, and, and I, You mean yeah, me? Yeah. I do want them to be better, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there are some super talented players in there and, and impressive characters. You know, obviously like Jason Holder leading the way. Mm. Uh, you know, had a great year last year. Some of the batsmen have produced at times, but it's just that consistency, isn't it? And uh, Well, yeah, Craig Brathwaite is the, the sort of, the, in terms of record, the pick of the batsmen, but... Uh, and there are other players. Hetmeyer has produced good performances, good innings uh, in recent times. Darren Bravo's come back, hasn't he? He's been brought into the mix. Obviously, his experience and ability you know, is, is a real boost. So, potentially, you've got the makings of a decent little batting lineup there. Again, again, you know, there's just get the background of sort of you know, political nonsense off the field. Uh, into Nissine strife. Yeah, that's, yeah, strong. Uh, you know, I know for that Bangladesh tour, uh, Nick Pothas was the interim coach. He used to be a coach in, in Guernsey, uh, but he's now sort of moved away from the setup. There's another interim coach in, and that's caused a massive fuss, hasn't it? And, and you know, people getting het up. Richard Pibus is the coach. Yeah, and that's not gone down well with everyone. But then again, you know, the flip side, the, the fact that they've, they've brought Darren Bravo back into the fold suggests that there's maybe, you know, some progress off the field there. Yeah, and that feels like quite a big step, actually. I mean, who knows? It, you know, it's not like Darren Bravo's one of the absolute best batsmen in the world, but he does add some quality, which is a, a little bit lacking. He's a name, isn't he? And, he and is. one of the reasons he's a name is because he, you know, he played that match-winning innings to beat England in Barbados in 2015. So you know, he has some good memories of playing against England at home. And and yeah, it it does just feel like they're a little bit short of, you know, just one or two well, arguably 11, but at the very least one or two kind of world-class players would, would make a difference to this team. And Bravo's maybe not quite at that level, but he's not far off. So that, that does feel like a big step. And as you say, Craig Brathwaite is a top opening batsman. Shy Hope, of course, the, the hero in, in Headingley in 2017, although he hasn't scored another 100 since then, but, you know, he's, he's clearly got the talent. But aside from that, there is a fragility about the batting, isn't there? And and you you, you do worry a bit for the likes of uh, of, of Kyron Powell and, and Roston Chase and these sorts of guys if if the pitchers are favourable and the England bowlers get after them a bit. But I mean, I suppose in the, in the bowling, there's probably a little bit more quality. They've certainly got some pace, assuming that they they play the the pacey bowlers in in Kamar Roach and, and Shannon Gabriel. It's not, we're not really. It's quite uncertain what the what the eleven's going to look like at this point, but. Um, but they do have some quality. And as you say, Jason Holder, so he missed the tour of Bangladesh, but he's, he's meant to be back for this. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how affected he, he has been because it was, it was quite a significant injury that he had. But yeah, you, you mentioned Tony, he had a, an outstanding year last year. I would admit that this stat rather passed me by at the time, but he had such a good year. He, so he took four 
five wicket hauls in a row, including five for 56 in Hyderabad, which is a pretty remarkable effort for a, an overseas fast bowler. And he finished 2018 with a bowling average of 11.87, which is the best for any fast bowler in a calendar year for 100 years. Actually, the best for any bowler, fast bowler or spinner, for 50 years. I mean, that's pretty extraordinary, isn't it? And quite surprising, because you wouldn't necessarily have picked Jason Holder to be the one to break that record. But then maybe, you know, maybe something's finally clicking for him a bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess you look at the the tests they played, well, they went to Zimbabwe and New Zealand, and then they hosted Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, and then went to India and Bangladesh. So th- th- there are some favourable fixtures there, but clearly he's got something about him. Mm. So, And, you know, he had the, the leadership and he thrust upon him at a pretty young age. But now kind of coming into a sort of, you know, peak and, you know, probably, you know, dealing with everything that goes around it. Uh, yeah, it could be a real weapon this series. So after all that then, Tone, what's your assessment? I'm going to try and pin you down now for a prediction. I'm not going to let you wriggle out of it. What's going to happen in this series? I don't know. I'll go two. I'm I'm going two nil England. I've got two one England. I'm I'm going for the West Indies to win a test. I'm not sure where it'll be, but I reckon they could win a test. Obviously, they won in Barbados last time. You know, if they do catch England on the hop a bit, England haven't exactly had outstanding preparation these warm-up games do seem to have been a bit of a kind of hit and giggle thing like the, looking at the scorecard it's like you know the West Indies cricket board 11 are 207 for 16 or something yeah it just it doesn't feel like a proper game of cricket so they've not had a lot of top quality preparation you know if, if West Indies do catch them a little bit cold win in Barbados it you know that would set up the series quite interestingly but that does seem like a quite a big if um, but I think they do have it in them to to win a test. And I, I'm not sure that England are the finished article by any means. I do think, impressive as it was, that Sri Lanka result is slightly misleading. Um, I'm not sure they're quite as good as that suggests. Yes, they've answered some of the questions. Um, there, are more, there are more players knocking on the door. There are more reasons to be optimistic as an England fan. But I don't think they're all the way there yet and you know they've they've definitely still got a batting collapse in them haven't they yeah for sure although you know looking back on 2018 the quality of that batting lineup whilst there might still be a collapse in there you know that's going to scare most sides at the moment if Joe Root can get things together and you know the the hints obviously he finished the series well in Sri Lanka if he can get it together this year the way Butler's been playing with Stokes and, and, you know, and an informed Bearstow. Uh, Curran. Curran, who's you know, good for 60 every time he goes in. It's early days, isn't it? It's early days, but there's, there's a real promise there. Yeah, we shall see. I, I, I think it could be... I, I, I still think it, could, it does have the potential to be an entertaining series. Whether it's going to be a really close series is maybe a bit more doubtful, but I don't think England should be complacent because it is still, you know, it's still a challenge to beat West Indies in the Caribbean. And as I say, they... In 2009 and 2015, they came in in this sort of frame of mind and didn't win. So it's nothing to say that that won't happen again. I'm trying to build up the excitement yeah. a little bit here, Tone. Well, we'll hopefully be delivering you some uh, insights from on the ground, won't we? Behind the scenes, <laughs> if that's the right word. Well, hang on, behind the scenes of what? Not behind Be- the scenes in the dressing room. No, behind, the, behind our scenes. Yeah, behind yeah. the scenes in our villa. Yeah. Yeah, we're going, aren't we? We're going to the Caribbean. Actually, have you seen the Sky Sports advert? I'm pointing at the TV. Have you seen the trailer for the uh, yet, no. for this series on Sky Sports. 
just playing on that thing that we always talk about of you know being sat in a dark cold room uh, watching something that just looks amazing and green and hot shots of snowy england and it says winter and then it says but not here and it's the beaches in the caribbean and i i did have like a, a momentary kind of sinking feeling where i was like oh <laughs> and i went oh wait we are actually going this time it's good news it is good news yeah we're going out to st lucia for the third test and then picking up a couple of odis as well so uh yeah it's a full tour hopefully we don't just see a dead rubber and then two washouts in the, in the odis but. <laughs> so yeah we're going to be um we're going to be throwing a lot of world creature shows at you uh while we're out there we're doing daily shows in St. Lucia, right? That's what I'm assuming. I don't think I've actually checked that with you. Just kind of daily roundups of each of each day's play. Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. <laughs> I'm sure, sure we'll, just yeah. do it. we'll do it in the, in the car on the way back or whatever. Yeah, or with a rum punch by the pool. Sounds all right, doesn't it? It'll do. We have been planning this for a long time. I think you first mentioned this to me. Like, we looked at the Future Tours program. You first mentioned this to me about four years ago, three and a half years ago. Said 2019. Lock it in. It's good that it's come off. Well, yeah, Not normally, often. Normally things like this end up being pipe dreams. Yeah. What's described as pipe dreams, but we actually saw it through this time. Actually, it got, got organised. London correspondent Gordon McRae is coming out with us as well. We went in 2004, didn't we? we talk about that 2004 series, that Hoggard hat-trick. We saw that Hoggard hat-trick in Barbados uh, in 2004. So yeah, this is a kind of, we're trying to, we're desperately trying to recreate our glory days. Yeah, clinging on. <laughs> but yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'll just be, I'll be cuddling a beer for the next best part of three weeks. Which is perfect. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Your uh, anti-indulgence programme is uh, going to come under some pressure. Well, it's going to be coming to an abrupt end, that's for sure. Might not be as much turkey-shaped obstacles, but other things. Rotis, rum, beer... You were complaining that there isn't a roti emoji. It does make planning these sort of things quite tricky. <laughs> Much like Monty Panazar on Mastermind, this episode of the World Cricket Show has been absolutely extraordinary. It's probably about time to bring it to an end. Did you see this tone, Monty Panazar on Mastermind? I did see it going around, yeah. It was, it was, you sort of couldn't take your eyes off it, but it was a, a slightly heartbreaking at the same time. It was a tough watch. Yeah, he, uh, he's tasked with a general knowledge round and struggles he does get the first question right he gets off to such a strong start uh, and i think that may have yeah made him a little bit overconfident <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think what's so brilliant about it <laughs> and you know uh, i certainly would possibly struggle and it, yeah if, the, if you don't get the right questions you know you could yeah. you could come unstuck but it's just the fact that some of the answers he gives yeah just aren't they wouldn't qualify they're not in the right you know it's not the right thing it's like <laughs> it's just completely know. the wrong category yeah uh, I it's like giving like, an, like a city as an answer to like which author wrote. That's it. It's not because in a way I feel a bit mean laughing about it, but it's not that he's wrong because he gets all the answers wrong apart from that first one. But it's not like, like I didn't know all the answers to that. It's not, it's not kind of like laughing and not knowing the answers. It's the fact that it's so off the wall. Like it <laughs> yeah. just does, just, I don't understand what he's thinking. Like one of the questions is, What is the title of the first volume of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia to be published chronologically follows the magician's nephew? C.J. Lewis. The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. I do kind of love the idea that C.S. Lewis might have written a book called C.J. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baffling. Absolutely it's, baffling. It, yeah, it's It's impressive. But so I do feel a bit bad for him. And also, apparently, this has not gone viral, but he had a, <laughs> he had a specialist subject round as well. 
about Sikhism and apparently did quite well on that. So yeah, it's not to it's not to kind of belittle him or uh, you know be mean, but it's just it's so bizarre that it is hilarious. I'm sure he is embracing it and you know owning the story yeah. and enjoying it. I hope so. Well, anyway, that's the end of the show. A uh, bit of a shorter one this week because we've both got lots going on. I've got a whole Sunday ahead of me. That's and it's one, early. Of the, one of the advantages, I guess, of doing it this early on a Sunday morning. You know, you've got a whole day to do with what you want. In my case, it'll probably be go back to bed because I got up too early. But anyway, yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, don't despair because there will be lots of World Cricket shows coming up over the next month or so as we produce daily podcasts in St. Lucia Tone. Daily, yeah? Okay, yeah. That'll be good. Well, and they won't be as early in the morning and they'll probably be more food and drink fueled. Yeah. So should be in good spirits. Roti and rum punch. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back pretty soon but between now and then if you enjoy the world creature show get involved on social media we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram i'm sure you can find us there you can send us an email as well if you fancy that worldcricketshow at gmail.com and if you want to support the show there's a couple of ways you can do that you can either do it with your cash at patreon.com slash cricket show we hugely appreciate uh everything that people pledge there and the other way is just to uh, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or your podcast provider of choice, which is a, a brilliant way of, of helping to, to bring new people to the show and raise our profile, get us up the old charts and uh, yeah, and help us to grow the podcast. Is that, is that how you describe it? Tim? I think that's how you, yeah. Is that, is that what it says in our, our business plan? Yeah, it's a, it's a thorough business plan. Maybe we can work on that on the plane over. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the back of a napkin. Yeah. Right. Well, all that's left for me to say is stay in school. Thanks for having me round, Tone. Do you think this worked in the kitchen? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe schedule room. it later next time. I hope so. Uh, well, I hope you appreciated my uh, my commitment in getting here this early. When you factor in my commute as well, it's scary to think how early I had to get up. <laughs> Remarkable dedication. What time did your alarm go off? Uh, 7.45. Wow. Because I had to have my really? cereal as well. I've got to have my bowl, my cereal before I... Uh, my bowl? Came down here. <laughs> got to have my bowl. <laughs> it's a it's a lyric from that Rebecca Black song. <laughs> it's actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, it is. Gotta have my bowl. Gotta have cereal. That's extraordinary, <laughs> extraordinary. So you think that I I only know the name of that Rebecca Black song, but no, I listen to it three or four times a day. Incredible. That meme from 2010. <laughs> Gotta get a hit of bowl. <laughs> Gotta get my bowl hit. Sitting in the front right, seat, no, that's kicking in the back seat. No? No, that's it. I've got to go. You don't want to join in this Rebecca Black sing-along? I think that's a good place to leave it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you've got a dash. All right. Cheers, Tank. See cheers. you soon. Bye for now. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 